Have you ever considered the impact your work environment has on your health and your productivity? Enter Uplift Desk, a revolutionary standing desk designed to transform the way you work. And that's just the beginning of what Uplift Desk has to offer. With an emphasis on ergonomics and customization, Uplift Desk offers a solution that caters to the dynamic needs of modern professionals. Whether you're coding, designing, or podcasting, like I am right now, the flexibility to switch between sitting and standing can significantly enhance your focus and vitality. What makes Uplift Desk stand out is not just their commitment to quality and innovation, but also their dedication to creating a healthier workspace. With options to customize from over 100 desktop materials and a plethora of accessories, Uplift Desk ensures that your work setup is uniquely yours, promoting better posture and movement throughout the day. And here's an offer to get you started on a healthier work journey starting today. Go to upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting for 5% off your order. That's upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting to get 5% off your entire order. Your health, your productivity, your future self will thank you. Again, that's upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting and get 5% off your entire order today. Have you ever had that heart-stopping moment when you realized you forgot the password to a critical account? I have, and that's exactly why I switched to 1Password years ago, and honestly, it's been a game-changer. I can't do without 1Password, and I know that if you give it a try, you will feel the same way. And when you support our sponsors, then you support the show. So I encourage you to check out what 1Password has to offer One of the things 1Password has to offer is it combines top-tier security with an award-winning design, making password management a breeze for anyone, anywhere. From the moment I started using 1Password, I said goodbye to the days of resetting passwords and worrying about security breaches. You see, 1Password isn't just about convenience. It's about saving you from the real cost of data breaches and the daily time suck of password resets. It works seamlessly across all your devices, filling in passwords for you so that you can sign in with a click. And the best part, all you need to do is remember one strong password that protects everything else. I've been using 1Password for as long as I can remember. My family is using it. Everyone in this household has bought in. It's, again, a game changer. It's completely transformed how I handle my digital security and my family feels the same way. We've gotten away from using the same passwords again and again and again, or sticky note reminders or having that notebook that says passwords I must remember. Plus, 1Password is trusted by millions, including giants like IBM and Slack. With 1Password, my digital life and my family's digital life is not only more secure, but infinitely simpler. And look, if you've ever been frustrated by a family member constantly asking for passwords, 1Password's secure sharing has been a total relationship saver for me. It's so secure that the Associated Press relies on it in high-risk areas, which means it's more than capable of keeping your digital life safe and streamlined. So why not make the switch? Protect yourself, your family, and your business with 1Password. It's the simple and secure way to manage your digital life. And right now, listeners of A Productive Conversation get a free two-week trial at onepasswordcom slash productive convo. 
That's two free weeks at onepassword.com slash productive convo. Again, onepassword.com slash productive convo. Check out one password. I know you'll fall in love with it like my whole family has. Again, that's onepassword.com slash productive convo for two free weeks. Check it out today. What if when we still have some gas left in the tank, we call a timeout? We do something that's going to rejuvenate us, that's going to give us dopamine, oxytocin, endorphins, the things that we need to get back into the work. Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. Mike Vardy once again joining you with another productive conversation, this time around with my friend Gary Ware. Gary and I have known each other for quite a long time. He actually appeared at my virtual event in 2021, The Big Ready. We've known each other from other conferences as well and shared the stage many times before. He's all about play. He helps professionals level up their confidence, creativity, and happiness using play. We're going to talk about the productive power of play. We also allude to some of the stuff that was going to happen at the big ready because this interview was recorded before we we actually had the big ready but it, it's an absolute treat to finally have gary on the podcast and i can't wait to share it with you so let's just share this conversation now here is my discussion with gary Ware here on the productivity is podcast enjoy yeah this is take two we did this uh, <laughs> a couple of years ago in san diego and it was a really well filmed discussion but, you know, when the audio isn't great, you can't really do much with it. So I have no. lots of B-roll that we can use <laughs> leading up to some of the stuff we want to talk about. But you can't really use the audio. So I'm glad we're getting the chance to do this today. It's about time. We've known each other for, gosh, how many years have we known each other now for? Well, over 10. Yeah, because WDS, right? Like, I think that yeah. we met at WDS and a lot's changed over the 10 years that we've known each other, right? I want to talk to you about play. And the productive yes. power of play. I think that that's something that we don't really look at often enough. I've had Kirsten Milliken on the show before, and she talks about play and ADHD and stuff like that. Play ADHD is the name of her book. I'll link it in the show notes. But you and I have shared the stage before at other events. Of course, you're sharing the stage at the Big Ready virtually in here in 2021 as we're recording this. Uh, it's coming up in the next week. But why... Why don't people leverage the power of play to the same degree as maybe uh, anything else when it comes to productivity? Play is usually associated with kids and it's associated as something that's frivolous that you just do, you know, to do. Uh, play can be associated with goofing off. Uh, but a lot of times when you think about productivity and you're trying to get in the zone, you overlook those things that are going to help you um, get an advantage. And right. that's what I see play as. I see play as, a, as um, an advantage. But even myself as someone who has the knowledge, see the research and experience it firsthand, I still get caught up in, you know what, let me power through. Right. <laughs> let me, you know, I have things I need to do. I want to knock this out. I really enjoy doing this. And I don't realize that my you know, power bar is depleting and, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to shift gears and, you know, call a timeout uh, to replenish. And uh, that's why I feel like a lot of people, um, you know, they don't uh, place play where it needs to be. And also, 
you know, um, it's conditioning. When I grew up, my dad said, son, you can play when the work is done. So that had been always my internal narrative of I get a chance to play when when I finish all my work. But, you, you know, that's fact fa- that is that's fascinating because my wife and I've had this discussion with my about my son and I was I grew up in the same way. Um, latchkey kid. You and I can nerd out. We nerded out before we jumped on the call about like the different things that like Transformers. And you could see if I mean, yeah. if you're looking at this right now, you, I mean, people have seen my background before. If they've I mean, I've got you can't even see right now, but I've got like a back to the future uh, Transformer there, like the DeLorean you, blaster and perceptor above it. Like I watched Transformers, G.I. Joe. All, we would get home. Our parents were both working um, and they'd be like, OK, when you get home, chores first, play second, chores first, homework, play, then play. And it became conditional on, like, you didn't get to play until that. And my wife and I have had this conversation. It was one of the things we had to get past with 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 our kids. Um, and remember, as kids get older, their play becomes different. My daughter is now going on 16 years old. Her version of play is very different than my son's version of play, who's 10, right? But what one of the things I've had a real struggle with is breaking that pattern of conditionality you know the idea of you don't get to play until the dishes are done your homework's done whereas my wife's like no they've worked all day at school they should come home get the chance to play and then gear up back into the work session which i've always thought is well yeah but if they go play they may not be they're going to get so wrapped up in it how are they going to do the work so or are they going to be willing to do the work and with discipline with kids it's a bit different but how do you how do you Take something like that, like what we were raised on, which is you don't get to play until the work is done. How do you flip that switch or how do you take that, you know, upbringing that many people have? I mean, I know you and I aren't the only ones and say, no, it's okay. You can play. Play is part of the process. Agreed. And the first thing is unpacking it and realizing that there are different forms of play. There is that play that is, you know, the goofing off uh, that is just play for the sake of play. But there's also, so I call this purposeful play. Okay. They have, you know, different purpose. Um, And just like a a professional athlete, um, you know, take, for example, Michael Phelps, Tiger Woods, they wouldn't just go in and start, you know, you know, hitting 18 holes without warming up. Michael Phelps is not going to just jump in the pool and, you know, do 100 meters without doing proper warm up. Right. I look at play the same way as in, you know, I want to be as creative as possible. I want to get into deep work. I want to be able to get into the flow. But if I am going straight from whatever I did before into that work, it takes some time to get into. So uh, why not time box it? Give myself five minutes. um, And what if we can prime our brains so that we can be more creative when we need to? And then, because, you know, we both like, you know, comic books and, and uh, video games, uh, realize that we only have so much as far as a power meter of creativity, power meter of productivity or whatever. It only has so much. What if instead of waiting till we're completely depleted, what if, you know, when we still have some gas left in the tank, we call a timeout? We do something that's going to rejuvenate us, that's going to give us dopamine, oxytocin, endorphins, the things that we need to get back into the work. And then, again, we get back into the work and we're able to pick up where we left off because, again, our brain is still working on it. Or like, uh, for example, uh, you know, say you're writing or or you're uh, doing something where, you know, you need to use your creative brain. 
imagine if you, you know, this is just part of the Pomodoro method or whatever method you subscribe to. But instead of like what most people do on their breaks, maybe scroll through social media. What if you did something that is engaging? And the cool thing is because like anytime there's like an ellipse, anytime there is some sort of pause, mm-hmm. your brain's like, oh, what do I, what do I do? So if you're a writer, imagine instead of like, oh, let me just get through a few more sentences. Imagine if you strategically paused and, and had that cliffhanger, did something that's going to, you know, uh, pump up the juices. Then you came back. I bet you, your brain again, was trying to work out some of those creative problems and you will jump back in and be more focused. Oh, I love the idea of a cliffhanger. I think that's kind of cool because how many things are, you're left wanting more, right? Like we'll go back to TV shows and stuff like that, like, or comic books or, or movies. I mean, we talked about the Avengers, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, like Empire Strikes Back. Like there's two movies, Empire Strikes Back and Avengers Infinity War that end with cliffhangers. Like the bad guy has essentially won. What's going to happen next? And then you have to wait a whole year or back with Empire, three years for it to actually bear fruit. But I think that that's actually like, so what What I think would be awesome, and, and you mentioned the Pomodoro technique is, what if you took one of those 25 minute Pomodoro sessions and when that timer went off, you're, you, I mean, you leave it on a cliffhanger and then you take that five minute break. And then of course, as you know, in the Pomodoro technique, you're not supposed to go back to the same thing you were doing before. You're supposed to do something completely different. So you could alternate between work, play, work, play, and in some ends, and, and in essence, I think, and, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, that work becomes a form or a gateway, a form of play or a gateway to play, which then lets you bring your best self to that work, right? Agreed. And in that situation is one of those things, give and take, give and take, give right. and take, because when we were kids, we went to recess, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, I, I grew up in the States. And elementary school, you know, we worked for, you know, we were in class for two hours or whatever the case might be. We went out and we played for a bit. Uh, we replenished. Um, and then we came back and we were focused. And, you know, you're absolutely right. Like, imagine, like, that is something that you're looking forward to. So um, I like to call it a playlist. You know, I like to think ahead. What are the things that I could do so that I can be efficient with my time? So when that break does happen i'm not like oh what i do and then like you know so many people like your five minutes are up and then you didn't get any break because you spent too much time trying to decide but imagine in advance you had something to pick from um but now like you're again your brain is working on this behind the scenes you get back into it you're excited that hey guess what there's something else that i can look forward to and and you have these series of cliffhangers that again is pulling you through the work and it doesn't feel like work which you You're already getting have, into- yeah you already have those cliffhangers anyway right you know what i mean yeah. like they're already there like there's going to be instances where you get interrupted for a meeting or yes. you can't or you've come across a bottleneck in your project because you're waiting on something or or you, or someone's not one of your colleagues is uh, you know, said, well, I don't have that ready yet. So it becomes that you're waiting on someone rather than something. So you, you encounter these all the time instead of wallowing in the despair of not being able to make progress with it. Fight, look at it as a cliffhanger to say, oh, I wonder, you know, let's move on to something else or let's take that pause and figure out maybe manipulate what you could be doing when it comes back or whatever. I think that there's there because what I think happens um, not you know, especially with some of the clients I work with is when they get stuck, they don't try to, they, they think about ways that they can get unstuck 
And often that's, let me go, like you said, look at social media. Let me check emails. Let me do those things that are, there's a mundanity or a mundanity to them where it's like, okay, I know I can make some progress on it, but it's not enticing or exciting. It's definitely something you need to do. But if you go in with that, I think of them maybe as commercial breaks, right? Like, which, yes. you know, like the email, oh, I'm waiting on this. Well, it's time for a commercial break, email or social media. And it's like, but then you time that. So it's like, all right, I'm only going to spend, how long is a commercial break? About three minutes. I'm going to spend three minutes on these emails or five minutes. And this is where timing can take uh, take hold. And th- again, this is where I think a tool like the Pomodoro technique can be helpful because if you just go in and, and this is, I want to lead to this question. If you just go in with a tool or a mechanism without a, like you said, purpose behind it, then it's not really all that helpful. It's, it's, it's kind of like, when you get a new app, right? And you say, hey, the yeah. app's going to do it for me. Not unless you've got purpose behind it. Otherwise, you're really just fiddling and you're, as I say, doing productive and not being productive. But I, I also want to ask you, do you think that apps and, and taking on new apps is a form of play that we as adults take on because it's something shiny and new and it's like a game of sorts? And if so, how do you think that we can make sure that we don't get sucked into that to the point where it's like, Oh, where'd all this time go? I've been playing with this app and I haven't really done anything because I think that's something that happens too. You're absolutely right. And this is, again, why the sort of notion behind play is, um, you know, can be seen as a bad thing. Because with everything, there's good and bad. You know, there's light side, there's dark side. Um, And if you aren't, you know, it goes back to intentionality. Mm -hmm. Um, If you aren't intentional with the things that you are putting your attention to, you know, yes, you can get sucked up and it can it can lead to to bad stuff. And so I absolutely uh, love the idea of like, yeah, apps can be seen as play. Um, and like with any game, you know, there needs to be structure. There needs to be time. Um, I know. And I guess with a lot of these apps, they are designed to suck up as much as your attention as possible. So our games, and, I mean, think about think about Fortnite. <laughs> think about Minecraft. Yes, like you can't quote win those games like you can't win there's no the only games i like to play honestly are wwe pro wrestling games because there's a match if anything sports oriented i like because the win happens and it's normally in a short period of time you can play one game and win right like a four quarters of madden or uh, you know two halves of fifa or whatever or something that is not a multiplayer game where you have to be online and then there's always this progress because I think the other thing that can happen in that in area, and I know this happens on social, so it certainly happens in gaming, where if you don't keep up, then you get left behind and that makes the game less enticing because you're, um, you're not as, your friends are like four levels ahead of you and you're behind them, right? So that's why, I, I mean, my son plays Fortnite, my son plays all like Roblox and all that stuff, but that you can't win those like there's no winning but like a game like star wars knights of the Old republic which i played a lot there's an outcome you can finish it and yes there's side quests and all that stuff but i think that with apps the same you can't win the app game like the it's just not going to happen no and uh so again with play and games there are so many different modalities um and what you just described are the two different types of of uh, games there's uh, a game called a finite and then there's a game called an infinite game right and um there's this book called finite and infinite games and it talks about that as a sort of methodology for life and uh, simon sinek uh recently uh 
did a book where he explained it um, in a less boring fashion. Uh, but basically, uh, the challenge with a lot of these things are is that most people don't know the game that they're playing. <laughs> they're in an infinite game and they're treating it like a finite game and they're getting frustrated um, or they're in a finite game and they're treating it like an infinite game uh, because they have completely different rules. They have completely different sort of mindsets. And that's where a lot of the sort of rub happens. And so, for example, going, getting back to work. Uh, work is essentially like an infinite game. If you think about the work, your 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 body of work, it's an infinite game. But we're trying to treat it like a finite game that has a beginning and an end. Right, right. Which is why we strive for work-life balance instead of just balance. Right? Yes, exactly. How about, yeah, and I even take it a step further and say harmony. In, yeah, in we've that- talked about that before too. Although now I'm back into Dr. Fate as we talked about. And Dr. Fate... <laughs> So Dr. Yeah. Fate has said, see, I can nerd out with you about this. Dr. Fate said I, he, he works for the Lords of Order, right? Like that's his thing. Yeah. And he fights against, he's an agent of the Lords of Order. He fights the Lords of Chaos. But one of his quotes is, I am not for order or chaos. I am for balance, right? Yes, because, right. And, and Vision, who we talked about as well, the Marvel character, he's got this quote at the end of Age of Ultron where he says, humans are odd. They think chaos and order are two different things when they're not. And they try to control things that they can't, right? And so I think that to your to your point, that that that's a per, like the idea of the finite game and the infinite game. We get confused and conflated because we want that certainty, right? But we don't know necessarily where to look for it. We're trying to engineer it where it can't be engineered, right? Yes. And if you don't, like you said, if you go into Roblox with the idea that you're going to win the game, um, no. You can't because there will always be and life's the same. Like there will always be. And, and Srini is probably going to talk about this at the big ready to a degree is Srinivas Rao, who wrote The Art of Being Unmistakable, Why Only is Better Than Best, right, is this idea that if you are focusing on trying to be the best of one thing, there will always be somebody that is better than you at it. Mm-hmm. And if you can get past that and be OK with it. You're going to be much better off than if you keep chasing and pursuing and trying to, quote, win that game. But uh, harmony, I mean, I've used the idea of harmony. But once you throw the idea, once you put that adjective that's not needed, work life in front of it, it doesn't make any sense. Because like you said, work is infinite. And and now what about life, though? Is life infinite? Well, to, well to both of them are going to have an endpoint. Right, right, right. But <laughs> to, at least as far as we are, I mean, think about yes. it. When, when you and I are both parents. When we're no longer here, our legacy will carry on in our kids and then their kids. So while we won't be here um, – and someone asked me once, like, what do you think about the afterlife and stuff? I'm like, I think that the afterlife is more like you have a cassette tape. You are an original cassette tape. But you're – and so what you do is every person that you go to, I say that you're giving them – like, so you and I, we've known each other for 10 years – you have a copy of my tape. I gave you a copy of my tape. You gave me a copy of yours. And I will, and that goes, and, and basically, then I pass lessons I've learned for you on to somebody else, but now it's like a second generation. So it's removed, mm-hmm. right? So you know, like old cassette tapes, the more you recorded over them, the less audio quality existed to the point where sometimes it was, or if you played it a lot, the same thing would happen, right? So my kids probably have the best copy of my tape and my wife, but then- you know, my friends probably have like the next best. And so the the point is, is that your legacy is kind of like carried in that tape. 
And the quality of it is the quality of the connection that you had with that person, right? And so when we're no longer here, you know, if someone read your work or, or saw me speak or whatever and it really impacted them, then the quality of the tape that I passed on to them was much greater than, say, the person who saw a social media post from me once or heard about me from someone else or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that that and I know we're going a bit deep in the weeds here, but that to me is how life kind of continues and becomes infinite or at least there's a legacy element there that you don't get to necessarily you don't get to control. Again, you don't get to you don't get to decide. That said, the way you play during your life, I think can help at least shape it to a degree. But like anything else, you don't get to tell someone what they think about you or the things you've done or whatever. It's all in the actions you take. Ever found yourself deep in a project, your flow state so intense that the world around you just fades away? That's the magic zone where ideas take flight and your work truly comes to life. But what if, in a blink, it could all disappear? Hard drives fail, coffee spills, and yes, even the dreaded accidental delete happens. But fear not, because CrashPlan has your back. Don't wait for disaster to strike. Head over to CrashPlan.com slash timecrafting now for a free trial and secure your creations with their limited time buy one get one offers. Supporting our sponsors means supporting this podcast, so take a moment to check them out. CrashPlan is the superhero of cloud-based data protection, specifically designed for people like us who live and breathe their digital creations. CrashPlan ensures that every file, every idea, and every piece of hard work is safely backed up and protected. With CrashPlan Professional, you get unlimited backup for your computers, not servers or cloud apps, just pure essential data protection for PC, Mac, and Linux. This means your business plans, designs, music, and documents are continuously encrypted and updated in their secure cloud without you lifting a finger. Imagine this, your laptop takes a dive during a late night work session. With CrashPlan, it's not a disaster, it's just a minor hiccup. Their service runs quietly in the background, safeguarding every change you make every 15 minutes. And if the worst happens, your files are just a few clicks away from being restored with unlimited version retention acting as your personal time machine. For businesses, CrashPlan's multi-tenant capabilities are a game changer. Buy as many licenses as you need, manage them with ease, and let your team or your IT admin restore data seamlessly, saving precious time and resources. So go to CrashPlan.com slash timecrafting now to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited buy one, get one offers for a productive conversation listeners. That's CrashPlan.com slash timecrafting. Back up better with CrashPlan. Ever caught yourself marveling at the seamless magic of everyday tech, like how noise-canceling headphones block out the world or the sheer bliss of meeting-free Fridays? Now imagine if there was a way to bring that kind of magic into selling online. Well, guess what? There is, and it's called Shopify. From the moment you decide to launch your online shop to opening your first physical store, and even when you're pinching yourself because, yes, you just hit a million orders, Shopify is there to guide your growth. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or the latest productivity tools, Shopify supports you everywhere with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. 
The checkout, oh, it's a breeze for your customers, converting up to 36% better than other platforms. And with Shopify Magic, your AI-powered assistant, you're selling more with way less effort. And you won't be alone in your Shopify journey because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., supporting giants like Allbirds and Brooklyn and millions of entrepreneurs across 175 countries. Their award-winning support is always there, making sure businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. And yours can be one of those businesses. And for those looking to level up, Shopify's endless integrations and third-party apps from on-demand printing to chatbots ensure your business is always ahead of the curve. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash timecrafting now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash timecrafting. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. We'll get back to my conversation with Gary Ware right after these messages. Play is a source of joy and it's a source of happiness. But do you have something that interferes with your happiness? Do you have something that is preventing you from achieving your goals? Maybe you've overcommitted or you're overwhelmed by all the things that you have on your to-do list. Uh, maybe you just uh, have a bit of imposter syndrome, anxiety around certain things. I know I've come across uh, levels of anxiety and overwhelm in the past, and that's why I'm glad that I found BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist like they did for me. And you can connect with them in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient, and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. BetterHelp isn't a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there are licensed professional counselors who are specialized in a variety of fields, including stress, anxiety, sleeping, grief, LGBT matters, family conflicts, anger, and more. Anything you share is confidential. It's convenient, it's professional, it's affordable, and the service is available for clients worldwide. BetterHelp's also committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed, and, and that's had to happen to me before. Not through anything else other than scheduling, but they make it super easy. I want you to start living a happier life today. So as a listener of the Productivityist podcast, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash timecrafting. Join over 1 million people, including myself, who've taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, 
com slash timecrafting. Do it today. In our fast-paced world, things change constantly, and errors in messaging often have significant consequences. Well, you can keep it consistent and accurate with Text Expander, which is one of my favorite tools, and I am so happy that they are sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Text Expander lets you make new approved messaging available to every team member instantly with just a few keystrokes, ensuring your team remains consistent, current, and accurate. Get your message right every time. Expand content that corrects your spelling and keeps your language consistent with just a few keystrokes. And your team members will consistently know the right message for the right person at the right time without relying on memory or copy and paste. I have to say that Text Expander has powered my productivity for many years and it will continue to do so. It is a fantastic tool that I believe is an integral part of your productivity toolkit, whether you are an individual or you work with teams. Listeners of the Productivities Podcast will get 20% off their first year. All you need to do is visit textexpander.com slash podcast and get that 20% discount. So again, go to textexpander.com slash podcast, choose the Productivities Podcast from the drop-down menu, and you'll get 20% off your first year of Text Expander. You want to keep it consistent, and you want to keep it accurate. You want to keep all that happening with your messaging, and you can do that with Text Expander. Again, visit textexpander.com slash podcast and get that 20% discount today. And now, let's get back to the show. In a finite game, there is a winner and a loser. And a lot of times, that's how that's the mindset that people are bringing to their work. That's the end. Uh, it's a very Western culture thing. of right. Like, I need to win business. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> All right, I need to win the day. Uh, and and based on that, like there is like, well, this is how you win and this is how you lose. And a lot of times you win is like I win. I won because I finished all the things on my to do list. Well, and then when you don't do that, then you felt like you lost. But and you're I never like but you're that, never going to be done. You're never going to be done. You're never. The, the to do list never yeah. ends. Like if you really it doesn't. Do, it doesn't. So why like why do you even try like do the best you can? <laughs> But you can't yes. win because there will always – if you finish everything on your to-do list, it means you're you're gone. Like you can't do it anymore because you're no longer here, right? Yes. And so you're right. So many people try to – I mean I like the, the concept of winning the day, but people take that too literally where it's <laughs> they like – They do. It, it, to me, it's like approach bring, – bring your best self. Bring your, bring your A game. Maybe that's what it is. Bring your A yes. game because – but you better know what the game is <laughs> and the rules right? and the rules of the game. Yeah. And that, again, goes by the whole thing about this is a marathon. And if you're running a marathon with a mindset of you're running a 100 meter dash, you're not going, you're not going to survive. That's right. that's the main thing. Right. And it goes back to the whole thing about having purposeful play and purposeful play and having things that you enjoy um, makes the journey more bearable. Because the thing that, um, you know, I and it's starting to change, but I hear a lot of times where people are using like uh, the fact that they worked so many hours as a badge of honor. Right. And, you know, I, again, like they're in the trenches and all this like sort of war the hustle of, like, and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah totally. I'm all about working hard. I'm sure. all about doing my best, but at the end of the day for what? Well, and I think that, that we, when we actually were both at, um, I think we were both at Mark and angels event, 
Well, maybe not. This would have been the. Were you the one in Florida? Were you the? Were you the there? Florida? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Remember, I talked about being lively. Forget hustle. Be yes. lively. Um, and what's interesting is the reason I say that is I'm not against hustle. I think that the problem is that the hustle can be both a like I'm going to work hard, but it can also the other meaning of the word hustle is a con, right? Like it's a con, right? Like you've been hustled. And what's some people would say, oh, yeah, like Gary Vaynerchuk talks about hustle all the time. But if you actually see him speak and look at his stuff, his idea of hustle is about working hard. It's not about like working nonstop. It's about, I mean, he definitely looks like he is, but he's also putting stuff out there when he's sleeping. Like, and when he, like, he's got such a body of work, but he also, I've seen him speak where he talks about patience. And I think some people get this idea of if I hustle, things are going to happen right away. And that's just not true. You know, if it happens, you got lucky. You know, something happened. It was serendipitous, whatever. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't hustle. And I think that's what happens too. It's like, oh, you know, it never happened for me. So I'm just going to go back to the way I was. No, no. Understand. I think people like to have, they like words to mean something more than sometimes what they mean. Like inbox zero means I was productive. Does it? Uh, You know, I won the day. Okay. What does that mean? Like, like really think about it. And the more that you and I talk and especially like, is, is it true that, if you think about things and, and adopt and know the rules of the game, th- would it not feel that you're playing every single day rather than like, you know what I mean? Like it feels <laughs> like you you're yes. playing. You're just life is about play, not about work. And if if there's that old edge, like if you love what you do, you won't work a day in your life. I mean, maybe that's where that kind of comes into that comes into no pun intended play. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. And another thing to think about um, is there's a quote, um, the opposite of uh, work isn't play. Um, Excuse me. The opposite of play isn't work. The opposite of play is depression. Right. Um, In that you're right. When you're in as a researcher, Mihai talks about when you're in that state of flow, it's like you're playing. Mm -hmm. You're challenged just enough. Um, You it's again, you know, it's time box because you have like uh, a certain amount of time you're doing it, but it feels like the time's going by like that. Now right. for the people who are talking about, well, what about those uh, tedious things that I have to do that maybe, you know, are either above or below like your skill set, and you have to do it. Well, this is, again, we're bringing the power of play and perf- purposeful play into the mix. We'll make it that much more bearable and it will actually tap into your own superpowers. Um, and, you know, uh, a wise woman once said, for every job that must be done, you add a, a bit of fun and snap, the yeah. job's a game. Kids, that's what we tell kids, like, make a game out of it, right? Like, if they don't want to do something, say, make a game out of it. And you gamify it. Um, and then the, it, it doesn't feel like you're working. And it, the, if more people, as we get close to wrapping up, I want to I just address the idea of if more people adopt this kind of mentality, I think that their lives are going to be that much better. The journey is going to be that much, like you said, more bearable. But if someone wants to do this, if they're like, you know what, this sounds like I'm in, I want, I, I'm in. What's the first step that you think they need to take to kind of head down that path? Well, I, I used to be on this thing about like, well, you need to change your mindset. You need to change your mindset. And it can be with decades of conditioning. It can be super challenging overnight to be like, oh, you know what? I heard this guy Garrett, like what you said with, with the mixtape. Like, mm-hmm. like this is if this is the first sort of soundbite that you're hearing from me, you know, 
you're not going to immediately adopt a, what I call like a playful mindset. Um, so it's all about in the action. I challenge you as a playful experiment, because when you experiment with something, when you have a challenge, it may work, it may not. So it, it just allows things to be on like low stakes um, because this may not work for you. This may not be your cup of tea by all means, but this is my challenge for you. You heard us talk about the Pomodoro have a five minute thing. Have first and foremost, get a playlist. What are the things that bring you joy? What are the things that um, light you up? But let's take it a step further. Um, in the book, uh, Super Better by researcher uh, Jane McGonigal, she talks about for every game, there is some sort of skill that you learn. And if you can understand what that is, you're going to reap the benefits. So think about what are some activities that you can do within five, five to 10 minutes that is not surfing the web, you know, checking social media uh, that you enjoy and think about what, you know, what sort of skills are you learning? For example, um, you could, um, you know, some people like phone games and I'm cool with that. Um, you know, again, time boxed and, you know, done responsibly, it actually will help you. So for example, um, you know, what if, what about Candy Crush? You know, if you did five minutes of Candy Crush, what sort of skill are you learning? Well, you're probably learning about how to make decisions. You're probably learning how to be resilient um, when a sticky situation. All right, cool. Guess what? This is the brain gym right now. You spent five minutes at the brain gym. And so my challenge to you is you have a playlist. What are the things that you're going to do? You have the break, experiment with it. And after the break, be honest with yourself. How do you feel now? And if it worked, great. If not, try something else, but experiment with that for a short period of time and see how it affects your productivity. That is my challenge for you. Gary, this has been great. We could talk a lot more, but <laughs> we could. But I think the other thing people can do if they want to increase the uh, quality of the mixtape, the tape that you've presented them today, is they can join us at the Big Ready. Um, I've talked a little bit about at the top of the show, but uh, you are actually presenting a workshop at the Big Ready yes. on play. And uh, if you can join us, of course, it's live on Tuesday, February 2nd. Um, if you can't join us live, that's okay because we're recording all of the keynotes and all of the workshops and all of the panels. So if you live in Europe, let's say, and you don't want to be up at 9 a.m. Pacific time, then you can always, you know, join us uh, in the recording and, you know, throughout the day if, if you decide to come in a little bit later. But not only that, um, if you decide that you're going to go to a panel and you buy a ticket during Gary's workshop, guess what? You can take the workshop after or vice versa. You can go to Gary's workshop and listen to the panel that's happening at the same time. Um, I'm really excited. I'm super happy that you're going to be presenting at the Big Ready. I know we, we've we had the opportunity on a bunch of occasions to kind of work together. The thing, there's a thing that you did at World Domination Summit with uh, Gary, uh, Gary Hirsch a number of years ago that was just amazing. And as an improviser, uh, I totally fell in love with it and just the, the goosebumps and magic of that. And we've we've chatted about that before. Um, uh, it, I'm not going to spoil it. I think it's available. You can watch it on Vimeo. Okay? Or did it only happen in that event? It only happened in that event. There's very few actual recordings of it. Wow. So it's like it was lightning in a bottle. Gary, where can people find you and keep up with you so they can play with you in the future? Yeah, um, you can go to my website, uh, BreakthroughPlay.com, where I have all kinds of strategies uh, to use play as a way to level up your life. Um, or you can look for me on social media. This is Gary Ware. I'm really easy to find. <laughs> Gary, thanks so much for taking the time today to join me on the Productivityist Podcast. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Mike. 
I waited far too long to have this conversation with Gary and share it with you on the podcast. I'm glad I finally did, and I hope you got a lot out of it. You can learn everything about what we had to discuss through the show notes, and of course, check out what Gary has to offer through breakthroughplay.com. Now, if you don't want to miss episodes featuring other guests that have appeared at the Big Ready or other people I've shared the stage with, then I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. You can hear past episodes where I talk to people who I have shared the stage with before, as well as a plethora of other amazing people. And also you'll get to hear what else is coming down the pipeline. And trust me, there are a lot of great episodes and conversations coming down the pipeline. But the easiest way for you to hear those is to hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this episode right now. Make a point of subscribing. That way you don't miss a single episode. That's it for this episode. Until next time, I'm Mike Vardy, the host of the Productivity Podcast, reminding you to stop guessing and start going. See you later. <laughs>